Church Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Koki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 156, and welcome back to the front porch. Uh, so glad you are here. Uh, man, oh man, uh, I don't know how to tell you this, and, and I've said it multiple times, uh, but I don't know how to adequately describe uh, how much I love it out here on the front porch. Um, and, and I think a lot of times as I'm sitting out here, I, I do think about uh, many of you. I don't know who you are. I don't know where you live. Uh, some of you I do. Uh, but the vast majority, I have no idea. Um, but I do, I do hope and desire for you just to find a place where you can kind of slow down and to listen. Um, and, and it's in these days, like uh, our family is in the process of packing up our home, getting rid of stuff, uh, you know, consolidating and putting things into boxes, all that craziness. And it can be really overwhelming, you know, trying to figure out when moving trucks are going to come, how you're going to close out a house and mortgages and, and then, and then a, a launching a new nonprofit. And then like, you know, all the other responsibilities of being parents and everything else, like crazy, lots of stuff going on. And then, you know, pandemic stuff and then, you know, just, and then friends and, and, you know, hurting friends and people that we know are, they were struggling and all the interesting things that are happening right now, it, it, it's one of those things where I come out here, that wind hits me a little bit, slow down, see these like birds flying around, watch the flowers, watch these tree limbs just kind of sway back and forth. And there's this serenity about it. You know, it's just calm and beautiful and wonderful. And there is this beautiful centering that happens as if the, all the, the whole universe is just kind of pausing or it doesn't really pause. It just, it's noticing that something so much bigger is in control and God is in control. And so I try to remind us as often as I can, that that is real. And so often we're trying to cling to something and that is real. And so sometimes when you just slow down, you go for a walk or sit on a front porch or a back porch and just take a minute. Like, I'm just telling you, your soul needs it. Like Jesus, our God himself, rested on the seventh day. I love that. I love that, that there's Sabbath in, in the creation narrative. Like, it's actually a part of the creation narrative. Is there Sabbath? There's rest. And I think we live in a culture that's constantly moving. And actually, we kind of brag about it. Like, oh, my gosh, so busy. Right? How are you doing? Ah, oh, so busy. Right? That. And what if you were like, I'm just at peace. <laughs> I think people will look at you like, you know what? Forget you. You know, like, I don't think people, because we've just kind of made it as a marker and everyone's accepted it. Why? Why has everyone accepted that this is reality? So here's my challenge to you. Find 15 minutes, sit down somewhere, just watch and observe, watch and observe all the creation around you and allow God to speak to you. So uh, for those of you who continue to listen, thank you so much. And posted on Instagram, I've noticed that a bunch of you have done that. Thank you so much. And uh, you've shared these with your friends and subscribed. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Um, and then uh, for those of you who continue to give on uh, Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Front Porch Confessional. Thank you so much. Uh, got a new patron today. So, so grateful uh, for you all who continue to um, join the podcast and join uh, what God's doing through this. I mean, 
I can tell you, like, it's an encouragement to me, but I, I do know that there are people that are just longing to hear God's word every day and be challenged by it. And, and really, that's what I'm trying to do here <laughs> is honestly and as authentically and openly as I possibly can just try to bring God's word and go, hey, this is what I'm working through, thinking through. And um, so for those of you who continue to give to the podcast, thank you so much. Really, really appreciate it. So, okay, our passage, we're going to wrap up just this little small section in Romans 8 that we were doing. Um, again, I would encourage you, like, read the context. Go and read all of Romans 8 because it's just, it's just mind-blowing. It's so good. And uh, Romans 8.31 says this. What then shall we say respond in response to these things? What things? Well, the things we've been talking about the last few podcasts. What shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? If God is for us, the God of the universe, the God who is sovereign over all, sufficient, almighty, if he's over all, if he's for us, then who can be against us. I, as a kid, I, I remember, I, I have a, not a ton of memories, um, but I have this memory of my father. I went to a Christian school my whole life and at Maslin Christian School. So I'm at this school and, um, and there's this kid who was kind of like, he was, he was bullying me and he was kind of pushing me down. Well, you know, at, at that time, like, you know, the parents would come and they'd pick up your kids and, you know, and that still happens today, but you know, this is the eighties. And so there's, you know, it's not, they're not so worried about protection back then. They're just like, whatever, go and hop into whatever car you want. Um, but, uh, so I remember this kid was bullying me, but right in front of everybody. And, I remember this scene, it, it like like a movie in my head, of this kid kind of bullying me and kind of shoving me down. And I remember seeing my dad from across the parking lot, like leave the car, like he literally like left the car wherever it was, and was like running towards this boy. And he picked this kid up and got in this kid's face and started screaming at him like don't you dare touch my son you know this is my boy and you and i remember like as a kid like whoa you know like that's like one of those moments i'll never forget about my father like stepping in that place why because he loved me and he wasn't going to let some punk kid like mess with me and so when i read this passage i have that image of of my father running after me and, and I can't help, but also imagining that God is doing the same thing. Like the, he is for me, that he is for me. And so I, this is what I want you to do. I, I, I want you to get this phrase in your head. I wanted to seep deep, deep, deep down in your soul. God loves you. He is for you. For some of you, you will agree. You'll be like, yeah, of course. Uh-huh. A hundred percent. I feel it. Right. You'll shake your head and you'll say, amen. Maybe that's just what you did. You're like, amen. That's what I needed to hear. Like, and that's what I believe. And I'm all about it. Right. Life's grand. And, and I believe that. And I, I'm banking on that. Like, you'll, you, maybe that's you. Uh, but there's others of you who really struggle with that. You struggle to really believe that and, and, and receive that. It's like you want to so bad, but it's like, it's like painful. I think for many of you, it's like, 
it's like painful at times to, to, to want something so bad, but struggle so deeply with that. And here's what I want. You know, God knows that. And he celebrates with those who celebrate. So for those of you who are like, woo, woo, I believe that. He's celebrating with you. For those of you who are mourning and struggling and, and are discouraged and you hear those words and you want it so bad, he's mourning with you. He, he celebrates with those who celebrate and he mourns with those who mourn. And you would say like, oh, okay, okay. How do you know that? How do you know that? How do you know what God is doing? And I just say, look to Jesus. Look to Jesus. Hebrew says, look to Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. Jesus is God. And what, what did God do? What, how did he live? Look to Jesus. Because when we look to Jesus, we see who God is. And what we find about Jesus is this. He is for us. He loves us. He sacrificed all so that we could have it all. And primarily what it means to have it all is to have him, right? We were enemies of God, separated from him as a result of sin. And Jesus came to us. God came to us and paid that ultimate price to release us, to release us from that bondage of sin into salvation, which means we are now friends of God, sons and daughters of the most high God. And so here we have Paul in Romans 8, and he begins to wrap up all these beautiful truths. That's why I say, go back and read all of Romans 8. He starts to wrap up all these beautiful truths that, that have changed his life. Like, and he is like desperate. He is so desperate for you and for me to understand this simple truth, a life-changing truth that God loves you and that he is for you. He loves you and he is for you. So you might say, well, well what does this mean practically? How does this like impact my life? Well, there is no circumstance or problem that God has abandoned you to. That's why he says, Jesus says, come to me. All of you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. It's why he prepares a table in the midst of your enemy. Why? But not because he's obligated to. Well, I guess I gotta. No, because he is for you and he loves you. There is no peace that passes all understanding without the presence of God. And the reason why that presence exists is because he loves you and he's for you. We only get to experience eternity. We only get to experience eternity with him because he loves you and he is for you. The summary of the whole Bible is that he loves you and he's for you. So then if that's the truth, we need to cling to truth. Why do we struggle with it? I think because so many of us have been hurt and abused. We've been rejected and, and we've been put down. A thousand promises have been broken and were broken. Our imagination won't allow us 
to see a God that loves us and is for us. You know, I've been, um, I've been doing biblical counseling for about over 20 years, 22, 23 years, something like that. And when I see people get this truth, that God loves them and is for them, and they cling to it, and when they cling to it for dear life, it changes their lives, right? Because this isn't some placebo that they take in order to get past something, right? I just need something to inebriate me for a moment, maybe. No, no, no. When they take it on as truth, it radically shifts everything, right? For them, it's not some momentary truth, but it's a lifetime truth and they cling to it and to believe it. And as a result of that, it transforms their lives. It will transform your life. This is why Paul is so passionate about you and me understanding it because Paul himself struggled with God. And it wasn't until Jesus met him on the road to Damascus that he was blinded so that he could see. Wow. God is for me and he loves me. God loves you. And he is for you. And if that is true, then something that we can take to the bank is this. Who? <laughs> Who can be against you? What is more powerful? What circumstance can crush you? If you understand and you know and you believe that God is for you, nothing can be against you. Because the King of Coin King and the Lord of Lords sits on the throne. And he sees you. And he loves you. And you can take that as truth and find peace, peace for your soul, peace in the midst of the pain, peace in the midst of the joy. It surpasses everything because it is a truth above all truths, the thing above all things. But will you receive it? Because when we cling to the truth about who God is, our context will not matter all that will matter is him and who he is and what he is promises, what he promises us. So the question is this, just simply, do you believe that God loves you? And do you believe that he is for you? Wrestle through that. Maybe just take that 15 minutes now and just think about that. Father God, we do believe and we confess with our mouths that you love us and you are for us. And we just want to say thank you. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to make all things right. We are right with you. You hear us, you love us, you're for us, you know us, and you're here with us. So take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you than your own heartbeat. Until next time.